What is Y-E-S spell? Yes. What is E-Y-E-S spell? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. This is weird. This is weird. This is strange. Something very special is happening. It is very special. We're actually in person for the like the first time in the entire podcast history. How you're, many? you're not made of ones and zeros. Yeah. Man. You're not over Discord or whatever, all the various all the things, that, we things tried. that we've tried. Yeah, yeah seriously. It's, it's, it's actually in person, which, when was the last time I saw you? At E3, we well, saw each other at, for at a E3. few minutes. But yeah. No, I mean, it was, it was probably a combined 37 minutes. Well, okay, but you were working. Sure, but we saw each other. Yeah, but yeah. like. It was kind of like, hi, I still got to do my job. Yeah. Like, you you were actively working. It wasn't like you were getting off or something. No, were, no, 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 no. No. And then, and then before that was the last time we were here in Vegas? Yeah. Holy wow. Yeah. No. And then you're coming out. Well, that's another thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming out to Utah in a couple of weeks. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. And it's your first time in Utah, right? Right. I, I live vicariously through a couple of YouTube vloggers. That live in Utah, um, but I have physically never been in the great state of the uh, Salt Lakes. That's a shame. Well, I'm, we're going to change that. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's still your fault, though. It is my fault. I never blamed <laughs> it on you. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there with you and the rest of, of, of the Slicer crew. Yeah, it'll Well, be about, fun. what, 99%? Um, and we got like what? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see. we'll see what happens. This is great, though. Um, for yeah. for those who don't know, uh, Quentin and myself on our day job, we work together, and that's kind of what spawned this whole podcast. And we are rooming together. And for those who care, our room number is what three? <laughs> you can come. By, find yeah. Us. By the time it gets posted, look, the they time, were there. We're not going to be there anymore. They were there. This was their room. There's three towers here at this hotel. We are three. It was terrible. I wasn't even like a good like loss of. <laughs> Whenever I think of a, a mic cutting, out, I always think of that episode of uh, The Office where. Jim's on his cruise and he fakes uh, losing the connection to his call. Oh my he goes, god! Eh, 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 and yeah. then you'll be saved. Yeah. Oh. Eh, 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 and then you'll be saved. <laughs> You're cutting out. Oh. Never call again. Click. Oh, that was such a. <laughs> that was. Oh my god! Like I, I can't talk to you. I, our credit cards don't work. I. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my god! Gosh, that was that whole, such. Yeah. Because I've been I've been, I've been there um, when my. Family and I, we went to L.A. to do Disneyland because for whatever reason, you know, when you're out of state or out of the area, the credit card companies are like, oh, I hope it's you. And they, I guess they attempted to call us, but any credit card call, uh, company that calls me comes up as spam. So I'm not going to listen to them. I'm not going to talk to them. But they also did not leave a message. Right. So they shut off our credit card. Ooh. We're in line trying to get, you know, uh, 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 what are those? Those chicken drumstick things? The turkey legs. Okay, trying to get yeah. turkey leg. And the guy's like, no turkey leg for you. I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? There's like X amount of dollars in there. There should be no problem. Thus, the uh, the credit card sh- uh, got shut off. So that was a fiasco. That well, was not fun. You got to call them in advance. That's what I usually do is just tell them, hey, I'm going out of town to... 
Zimbabwe or wherever I'm going. If I'm going out of state, or rather not out of state, but out of country. And that's what I did when we went to England. I went out of country and said, uh-huh. hey, this is me. I realize there's going to be extra, what, like overcharges because I'm using the pounds versus American dollar. That's fine. But it is me. It's not, it's not someone stealing. That makes sense. Is there like a conversion fee? Oh, yeah. There are credit card companies that will do it for free. Um, I believe the Costco credit card does it for free. I could be wrong. Costco and Chase are the two credit card companies that comes to mind, or Citibank and, and Chase come to, comes to mind as ones that don't charge if you're using an American credit card out of the United States. Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of the other ones will, and they love that. They oh, I'm sure. Yeah. No, I'm it's because sure, it's on everything. It is so wonderful for them to see, oh, look, you bought fish and chips for five quid, but it's five quid. So we have to convert that from pound sterling to American dollars. And we have to charge you the separate transaction fee, which we're going to put separately. So when you look at your statement, you look like you spent a grip of money when, when you did, but we really don't need to separate it. But we want you to see how much money you're giving us. And it's, <laughs> oh, banks, how I hate thee. You know, I, I just don't get those kind of, like, charges anymore. What do you mean? Like, well, like, uh, convenience charges, transfer charges. Like, I'm sorry, you have put forth no effort at all. Like, you are not doing anything. Now, maybe maybe there's something when, when you come to, like, uh, a third-party ATM. Well, yeah, well, not, not even third-party ATM, but, like, uh, changing currencies, right, from pounds sure, to dollars. Sure, Maybe sure. there's something there. Maybe it's not as easy as I'm thinking. But, like, when it comes to, like, concerts, like, convenience fee, $40. It's like, I'm sorry. I don't think you've done anything worth $40. You have a website. But then again, I could get a website on this, that, and the other. You know, I set up a website for $10. Well, okay, so would you rather them call it what it is? It's a finder's fee. They found you. Or rather, you found them. But the fact that you went through the transaction with them, they're going to get their cut. And the rest of it goes to the production company that did the tour of Event Sevenfold or whatever. And then they split that ticket cost up accordingly, whether it goes back to the venue, whether it goes to the band, goes to the merchandising table, whatever. But that convenience fee is solely the finder's fee for Ticketmaster or StubHub. Or what's the other one that a lot of... A lot of YouTubers use. Um, I know Philip DeFranco uses it, but whatever it is, like that's literally what it is. But they're calling it a convenience fee because it sounds more amicable, but it's not. Well, th- then don't put it under a convenience fee. Just put it towards the ticket price. If my ticket's going to cost eighty dollars, just tell me it's going to cost eighty dollars. Okay, but then that that goes into well, maybe it doesn't go into, but it does r- raise the question of why are we separating tax? from the actual cost of what you're buying. When you buy pants, these pants were 50 bucks, but they're not. They're 55 because I have to buy, I have to pay for tax. But you go to other countries, England is a great example, you pay for a pair of jeans or whatever, 50 pounds, and it's 50 pounds. Or they might call it 52 pounds, but there's no like gotcha moment. It's 52 pounds. It's literally exactly what you want. And I've always wondered that, and I'm not an uh, economist or anything, so maybe that is way above the literal pay grade in my understanding. But like you, separating it and adding it on seems like a bait and switch, right? The 
taxes i kind of am like more okay with because of the fact that like it's on everything it is literally on everything and it's a more standardized amount i mean you have like you know your food tax you have certain taxes for certain things sure but when we look at concert tickets it's like double the price like okay you want to go see nirvana and it's thirty dollars i know that's a joke nowadays but like it's thirty dollars right well Okay, but there's a convenience fee of $20, and there's taxes of $5, and then there's a parking fee of $5. Congratulations, you've spent double the ticket price, and you haven't even made it to the place yet, which I'm sure has another parking charge. (laughs) No, you're not wrong. Um, And quite honestly, as much as you and I both complain about it, the reality is we're going to pay because we want to see Event Sevenfold. We want to see Breaking Benjamin. We want to see Disturbed are going on tour in 2019. I definitely want to see them again. No. And they're going to have... Okay, <laughs> fine. Well, uh, okay, okay, let me let me explain. Last time I saw them, they came on after Avenged Sevenfold, and Avenged Sevenfold brought the house down. Okay. And so everyone was just, like, worn out when they got on stage. Well, that's not their fault. And No, no, no. And they knew it before they got on stage. They knew they've been upstaged. Yeah. And so they came on, just did their show, and got off. Like, there was no... Big fireworks show. There was no, um, like, there was no stage presence. They yeah, just kind of yeah, were yeah. like, here's our songs, bye. Like, there was nothing okay. to them. Okay, well, yeah, if they half-assed it, then that that is on them. But just using them as an example, these are bands. Even Yo-Yo Ma, one of my favorite cellists, I will pay 80 to $200 to see him. No joke. I have no problem paying that. But... Yes, there will be that convenience fee. And there's nothing I can do. There's literally nothing I can do. The only, the only other thing that I could do to take matters into my own hands is go to the venue the day of and hope a scalper doesn't try and screw me in the back, so to speak, with giving me tickets that may or may not be good seats. You know, So at least with the convenience fee, you are guaranteed exactly what you paid for. It still just doesn't sit right with me, though. What are you going to do? That's that's just like that defeatist attitude, though. Of like, like there's nothing that can be done. Well, okay, well, there's something that has to be done. Like, like it, things change when everyone agrees it's bad and everyone like gets up in arms about it mm-hmm. or does something, right? Well, everybody got up in arms about Ticketmaster. Do you remember this? Ticket uh, years ago. So. I don't know if you are aware of this, but Ticketmaster had this whole class action lawsuit surrounding those extra convenience prices. There was this whole rigmarole, and I don't right now remember the details about it. What I do know is that essentially Ticketmaster settled. And and, and with, with that settlement, they basically said, hey, if you bought tickets from us between this date and this date, we're going to give you free tickets to concerts. Okay, yes, I do remember this. Right? So you're not wrong. There was a disruption around this. But first off, screw you, Ticketmaster, because the concerts that you chose to give to me for free, (laughs) I don't, with all due respect to these other bands that were listed on this, I have no interest in them. Well, uh, of course, they're not gonna. They're not gonna pick like no, Bon not. Jovi, right? They're not. they're not gonna pick someone big. They're gonna pick someone medium to small. Yeah. They're gonna pick someone that like some people know. They did choose Corn, 
but it was like this random show in the middle of a flyover state. And by the time that I had said, fine, I will go to that show, all the tickets were gone for that show anyways. Because right. obviously everyone else is like, fine, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. So I was already too late to that party bus. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. It is a very defeatist attitude. And maybe if I had a bigger brain and a more worldly sense of how the economics of just simple things like ticket pricing is, um, maybe I would be able to say, oh, no, this is how you should do it. Because if you think about it, you are buying a ticket to go enjoy entertainment. Um, When you go to the physical movie theater, there's no convenience fee. You buy the ticket, it's nine fifty or twelve fifty or five dollars on five dollar Tuesday, and right. that's it. But when you buy it through Fandango, there is a convenience fee. Mm-hmm. And we're okay with that because it's literally convenient. That's the convenience well, right and it's there. It's like a dollar, a dollar fifty. Dollar twenty five. <laughs> like let's I mean let's call a spade a spade. I mean, like it's a dollar twenty five per ticket. And then if you do like an IMAX or something like that, it's two fifty, maybe even three dollars. Nevertheless, it's acceptable because you no longer have to wait in that big line for whatever movie that's coming out, uh, Space Jam Two, <laughs> and, and if, and and you just go straight to the popcorn counter and then you spend all your money there. And that's fine. Well, that, okay, but that's different for you and me though, because you got to remember you don't have seat selection. Yes, we do. We. When did you get seat selection? Oh, I didn't tell you this. So uh, a lot of the Century Theaters in Northern California ripped out all the seats and they put in those luxury recliners. Mm -hmm. But by that, they basically said, hey, now we're not going to have you guys fight over the recliners. You can choose whatever seat you want to sit in. So if you do it via Fandango, you can choose your seat. Or if you go directly to the theater, you can choose your seat. And it is a beautiful wonderful thing that i've been waiting for for many years and now it is here and it's so much less stressful i'd say welcome to the future but being that we've had it for so long welcome to the present well it's more like welcome to the past because we used to have it in england and in belgium in the 90s dude oh wait 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 wait, wait. how would you have it back then if you didn't have the internet to like pre-order your tickets and pick your seats. So maybe not so much pre-order the tickets over the internet, but you would go to the theater well in advance. It would be a day. Like you would go maybe at noon, pick your seat at the theater box office, and then go shopping in the adjacent mall, which there usually was one, where you do some sort of kid thing or the playground or something. Then you go back at 3 o'clock, and again, no rush. You get your popcorn, and then boom, there's your seats. Yeah. No, I I still, I know we talked about it before, but it's yes. still like flabbergasted me when I was like, no, go go get your seat in advance. You got to go secure your seat. And I'm like, what? no. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm definitely happy that they, they kind of came to their senses with that. And plus, from a business standpoint, it makes so much more sense, too. While you're not selling as many tickets, because those seats physically take up more room, probably two seats versus the one seat, um, I, I, I truly believe that the fact that there is less stress involved trying to claim your seat, you can put that energy into buying the other accoutrements that are there 
including, hey, do you want to just supersize your popcorn for an extra 60 cents? <laughs> like, yeah, heck yeah, you know? And that's where they make their money anyways. It's yeah, not the seeds. Here. No, I'm saying, like, let's be honest here. Yeah. Like, that, that's where they make their money. Oh, it's, totally. It, it does not cost $5 to pour a soda. It costs two cents. Maybe five. Maybe. 3.5. We'll just put it right there in the middle. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we lost the thread a little bit here. A little bit. We are currently in Vegas. Yep. And we have a free night right now. We could go out, but we're sitting inside. We're sitting inside in a double bedroom, staring at each other. And I don't know if you guys can hear, there's some commotion going on outside with sirens. I know the the rest of the, the work crews downstairs probably drinking a little bit more, gambling a little bit more. But we're here. Losing we're, a little bit more. <laughs> it's fine. We're here for you guys. Um, and I honestly wouldn't have it any other way, but I do want to go drink. So let's hurry this up. No, <laughs> no um, I don't mind coming to Vegas. I think the first few times I came to Vegas, it was like going to Disneyland the first few times. Where it's like, I'm so excited. I'm going to see these things. I'm going to do all these things I see on Instagram or I've seen on YouTube and be able to experience the experience that I've heard so many years. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm here for, I don't know, the umpteenth time, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. I don't think I've ever cared. I've come here both for work and one time for personal, like just for a family vacation. Yeah. I'd never elect to come here. If it were, if you asked me like, here's, here is a paid for hundred vacations mm-hmm. anywhere in the world you want to go. Or even just anywhere in the U.S. if you want to narrow it down. Okay, okay. 100 vacations. Never once would I pick here. I enjoyed Vegas the first couple of times because that's where I was able to do the big things. Saw a Vegas show for the first time. Okay. I, um, you know, I went to a Vegas strip club for the first time. <laughs> I drank one of those giant Eiffel Tower Vegas slushy alcoholic drinks. For the first time. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of Vegas firsts that I was able to kind of get out of my system. Oh, I went to a Vegas nightclub with my with my cousins. And that was phenomenal. Cabanas, girls everywhere, people getting crazy. Everything that you would think of when you think of Vegas and alcohol, it happened. I saw it. Now I don't care. I really don't. Maybe I'm just me getting old, but or or maybe it's just me being pragmatic, and I'm like, I did what I wanted to do, and I was really excited to hear that this trip was going to be in Chicago. Yeah, and then they changed it last minute. No, I really think like with I, I really wish that it was in Chicago. I understand there's various reasons why sure. we didn't, and sure. they were very valid reasons. Yeah, no, yeah. you're not wrong, but. I like so recently I've been I went to Indianapolis right for the other conference the city had so much character to it and when I mean character like when you go to certain cities like you know it's that city like you can look at a picture and be like dude that is totally Chicago dude Mm. that is totally Salt Lake dude that is totally LA you can see that just from like any point of view like it has like this sense about it that makes it that city Mm-hmm. Now, you look at Vegas, and obviously, oh, especially with Vegas, you can say, oh, well, yeah, of course, 
It's got characters like your definition. It fits. Okay, take Vegas and strip out all of the frills. Strip out all the fake stuff. Strip out the fake pillars, the fake buildings, the fake granite, the fake everything. You have a desert. Strip out everything, and you've got like four buildings in a desert. Yeah, you've got nothing. Yeah, because all of this like is just fake. I mean, like the the quintessential fake is the the New York New York Hotel, <laughs> it, which is literally it looks like uh, a mini version of downtown New York. Yeah, with the yeah. roller coaster. Which don't don't get me wrong, the roller, roller coaster was fun. Yeah, we yeah, did that, you a, and co- I did like that last a couple time. years ago. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun, but it's not. But that was one thing for ten dollars per ticket. No convenience fee. <laughs> I think it was fifteen, like fifteen or twenty. Oh, you're making it? it worse. But yes, go on. Yeah, it was it was expensive anyway. Yeah, but the the point is is that it doesn't have its own thing. Like it is a bunch of different things that make it something. Mm-hmm. And you could you could argue, okay, well that gives it character. Yeah. In my opinion, and that's the word my opinion, right? Sure. But it doesn't. It makes it fake. Like you, like the 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 biggest example of fake that I have ever had in Vegas is when we were walking out of the Venetian and there's this huge towering building with like these great archways, just gorgeous. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Came back there in the same place at night, and I saw something. I was like, what? And I like thought I thought there was like a reflection or something. Or what? Mm-hmm. What am I looking at here that like it's not making sense in my brain? And like it literally, I stood there for like three minutes. I made you wait while I figured out what I was looking at because I was like, I don't understand what's happening. Finally, I figured it out. It there is no building. It is like a silk screen kind of like mesh that has a building printed on it that's hiding what I think was either construction or a parking lot that made it look like a building, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. There's no building there. It was a facade. Yeah, of, yeah, of and it was a, it was a good facade. Don't get yeah. me wrong. During the day, I believed it, mm-hmm. but at night, I saw through it, and I'm like, "That is crap." Like, okay, cool. You're hiding. You're hiding a parking structure, right? But like, then you go into like the buildings. Most of the granite, most of the statues, all fake. None of it's real. Like there are. Don't get me wrong. There are statues that are actual granite. They're actual like marble or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. Are the, for the fancier. But like a lot of it's fake. You look at like the Venetian even. Venetian, don't get me wrong, really cool architecture, mm-hmm. but there's no character to it. You you because it's making uh it's supposed to look like um Venice, Venice. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Venice has character because Venice was there for eons. Eons, right? Just years and years and years, hundreds of years, and it's built character over time. Mm-hmm. And this is pretending to do that over the course of however long it's been there. I don't even care if it's been two hundred years, obviously mm-hmm. not, but I don't even care if it's been there for 200 years. It's pretending to be something that's like a thousand years old and it's got this austere, like... It's very ostentatious. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's There's no question very about fake. that. It's very, like, just, oh, yeah, we, this is this is ancient artwork. No, it's not. This was probably revamped, like, two years ago. <laughs> I uh, I mean, in defense of anything in, in, in Vegas, I don't think anybody's trying to say it's authentic. I think it is a caricature of the places that they are mimicking, whether it be Paris, New York, New York, Venetian, Palazzo, any of that. Uh, I I think it's a a very American thing to be able to try and claim history that is elsewhere, you know, know, from a geological standpoint, and bring it into a town 
and pump it full of, like you were saying, ostentatious kinds of attractions just for the sake of being able to do it. And Vegas definitely is the epitome of we did it because we could. And because the mob got involved as well, too. But that's a different story. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a whole, that's, that's a whole different podcast. But I, I would argue, if I can play devil's advocate in this one, I, I agree. The fakery, the, you know, the facades, all that, there might not be character to that. But I think from a very subjective opinion of the in any experience it is that same kind of Disneyland paradox whereas that you know there's all this stuff we know it's fake we know it's manufactured but you can still have a great time and you and, and you can still and it, it will depend on where you go and it will depend on who you're with and maybe it'll depend on how much money you have but, I think it'll depend a lot on that last one well I mean everybody everybody everybody's different there are people that can lose ten grand in a night, and they can have a great time. Now, whatever their outside income source is, and however that works, do your dirt. I don't care. But the idea of a city having character and everybody agreeing, Salt Lake has this character, or Indianapolis has this character. I think there there is something to Vegas with that as well too. Even though the character is manufactured, it is something that you can just pinpoint and for some people that character is I wouldn't say it's home, but it's something that they can relate to. And it's in if they've ever been to Vegas, it may bring up a memory that is cherished for them. So that alone I think is is something that can lead to character a memory that is cherished when you say a memory that is cherished do you mean like as a kid or just at any time just at any point okay i was gonna say because i was like i'm personal opinion vegas isn't for kids personal opinion disneyland isn't for kids you got to be at least 10 to 12 minimum to go to disneyland anything younger than that you ain't remembering anything i brought my daughter to disneyland so she can meet tinkerbell she's six now that was like three years ago you think she remembers Tinkerbell? Nope. We've shown pictures of of her with Tinkerbell. And she was like, who's that? And we explained it to her. I don't remember doing that. Why the heck did we bring her to Disneyland? That was an extra <laughs> ticket that I did not have to spend for, but I did. You know, so, so yeah. It, I, think, I think for when it comes to those tiny kids going off on the Disneyland thing, mm. I think that's more for you than the kid. Like, the kid's going to have fun more than likely but I think that's more of you as a parent of like oh they're on a little ride oh they're uh, meeting Tinkerbell oh like you're not wrong more of you're not like the yeah, no you're you're not wrong um, but but going going back to like cher- cherishing a memory I I think when it memories in general they are obviously very emotional and when you have that emotional connection to a physical place whether it's real or not, that creates some sort of reaction internally where you can say, hey, the hotel I stayed at in Vegas, 
it smelled of smoke even though it was a non-smoking room. <laughs> I think I saw a roach. This has character. And the character, it sucks of this hotel room, but it's... But I had a great time with blah, blah, blah. And I wouldn't change it for the world. You and I stayed in one of the worst hotels two years ago <laughs> where we were basically in the basement in what was basically a dungeon with one one window way above where it should be in, in, in any kind of hotel, motel. Oh, and don't forget the bars in the window. Oh, and the bars in the window. You can't tell me that's not character. <laughs> that no, that's terrifying. But it's still character. Come on. Oh no, 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 no. That is terrifying. Let's go through the list here of that hotel just real fast. But, just real okay, fast. No, no, no. Okay, Hold on. Okay. There are bars in the window. We are in the basement. We didn't get told we were in the basement until we get there. That's the best that's one of the best parts is we get there and they're like, No, 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 your room is like zero six one. What do you mean zero? Oh yeah, you go down. It's also not ADA compliant. There was no elevators. I don't, yeah, yeah, I didn't no see elevators. Any. There's just like a stairs. set of stairs that look like someone's house stairs. We couldn't get in. We tried like five, oh, yeah, the, five different keys. Oh yeah, this is okay. This is this is the part I was getting to. Okay, we couldn't get in our room. We go back. The lady rescans our keys and sends us back down. Can't get in the room again. And mind you, this is like eleven at night. We are tired. We've oh, been on God. our feet all day. Okay, so we still can't get in. Go back a third time. She gives us two sets of keys this time. Still nothing. Finally, we go back and she's like, hey, I'll come with you. And she goes down, pulls out a card out of her pocket, scans it in. It works. She hands us the card and bids us good night. Walks away. And that got me thinking. And I looked to you and I said, she pulled that out of her pocket without like setting it up for us. Right. And you're like, yeah. And I figured, I was like, wouldn't that be the master key to unlock all the other doors? And I specifically remember handing it to you and you looking at the door like across kitty corner from ours. Yep. Looking at it, looking at me, looking at it, looking at me. Finally, inserting it in the other door. Yep. It beeps open. Green and light. bolt. <laughs> Got Just, it. nope, nope, nope. Can't be there. Shouldn't be there. Oh, Gotta disappear. Oh, and then to top it off, no blankets. No blankets. And then when we asked for blankets, they gave us like a sheet. Like wasn't it wasn't it like a bed yeah. sheet? Yeah. Like the worst hotel possible. No, I don't think that's character. Why not? That's not that's just terrible. No, like, but it's still it's still character. Character doesn't necessarily mean that it's always good. You're right. But when I think of character, like I don't think of uh Kid Row is character. Why like, not? That's, that's more just like a sad situation. I think you're rom- romanticizing the idea of character, my friend. When I think character, I just think of like I don't know. I don't know where where I want to like if I want to put a definition on it. When, like it gives you a warm fuzzy feeling. No, no. It you just can tell it's it's been around. Like it's it it's been built by people who care that's that's a good good thing like when you look at like cities like salt lake and indianapolis um you look at those buildings and you see like the care that went into building them and like improving them over time you see how like the 
like how the the old buildings got revamped and there's still parts of the old buildings from like the 1800s or 1900s and then they've got these like brand new parts where we got these like sky bridges and like gorgeous stuff like this mix of new and old and it's that that to me says character where it's like the the care when you look at vegas though you don't see the care you see the money you see we didn't put this statue of these horses outside because we think it's a gorgeous statue we think it'll attract customers and that's what's important to us i mean don't get me wrong you you revamp your city not because you 100 percent care because you want to increase tourism you want to increase sure, sure. people downtown businesses blah 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 blah. yeah of course there's a there's a business aspect of course there is but there's still like i also care about this whereas I would challenge that in Vegas, it's a lot more skewed. Maybe not 100%, but a lot more skewed towards money. Money. So I know I've been complaining, but I do have one other thing to kind of complain about. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, just let it out, man. So there was an ad. So my, okay, backstory. My car, every time you start it, switches to the Sirius XM channel. Now, that'd be all well and good, except I don't have SiriusXM. So the only channel I get is the ad channel for SiriusXM. Oh, that's perfect. Now, here's where it gets worse, is it used to be that the ex- the that channel would play a song, play a song or two, and then they'd have, like, a minute of SiriusXM ads, right? You know, buy the service, look, you're, you can hear it, and you're out in the boonies, like, isn't it awesome? You should buy our service. Like a regular ad break. Yeah, well, a little more often, because okay. it's, it's their free channel, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah, more yeah. often than a regular ad break, okay. but they still have music. Now, it's a 100% 24-7 ad roll. Okay. No matter what, no matter when you tune in, 100% ad roll. Okay. Now, there's a part in one of the ads that, like, struck a nerve with me. (laughs) Um, It's talking about, like, different radio stations and, like, uh, talk shows and, like, all this stuff. And then it says um, you can have music hosted by famous people. And that bugged me. Music hosted by famous people. That's all it said. It's like, it's like you can have music hosted by famous people or, or some like talk shows hosted okay. by famous people. But that was it. Not by Brian Gehring or some, you know, a name. It was hosted by famous people. So it was vague. That's not even just vague. That's terrible. That doesn't tell you anything. Hosted by famous people. Well, are you saying they're famous? Are they act like, what, what definition of famous are we going for here because i'm famous if you talk about gamestop managers that care about me in utah okay every one of them knows me congratulations i am famous Mm -hmm. but i when you talk about the the grander scheme of like even gamestop as a whole no nobody nobody knows me so it just it just bugged me because I've I also heard it like fifteen times in a row, but it bugged me. Hosted by famous people. Okay, what is that telling you? So I've I've got one question. One, why are you listening to it fifteen times in a row? Why didn't you just turn off the radio? That's the thing. Is every time I start the car, it turns on. It unmutes uh-huh. because I've listened to my uh, Bluetooth, and okay. since the Bluetooth doesn't immediately connect, it switches to SiriusXM. Because that's the previous input 
because that's the input lineup. And since I was off mute for Bluetooth, it off mutes the Sirius XM channel. Okay. And hold on. And you know, well as I do, how many times we get in out of our car per day? Mm -hmm. That's happening day in, day out. And their little 24 hours of, of ads? Yeah. It's not 24 hours. It's maybe 10 minutes. If. If. 10 minutes of ads. And so 10 minutes repeated over the course of 24 hours with an eight-hour work shift getting in and out of your car constantly, yeah, I'm going to hear that ad like five times a day. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, having, having something like this, as you said, it's, it's not just vague. It's just there's no explanation whatsoever. They have done something that is tremendous. What? You're talking about it. No! <laughs> you have said Sirius XM, I don't know, five, six, seven times, just in the past three minutes. Now, I might not buy the service. You might not ever buy the service. But our listeners might. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not, but you said something earlier, like, Terrestrial radio can't get out in the boonies, but SiriusXM can. You might have one guy. It's like, oh, that's right, they can. And I don't have cell phone signal out in the boonies, so I can't use Pandora or Spotify or whatever. Maybe I'll use SiriusXM. You have created the marketing machine of bad radio, of bad ads that just get people to talk about it. That's it. That's why. I hate that you're right. Because the thing... I can't believe I just didn't even realize this in the first place. That's the worst part. That's the worst part is I should have realized this. That's advertising for you. They 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 trick you into thinking one thing because we are taught certain ways. We're taught to be more direct about stuff. In our day job, we're in marketing. We market certain products. We're not vague about it. We say X is going to be the best for games. This is going to be good for you. You're going to be amazed at this. No questions, no qualms, no concerns. Savvy, go. But if we were to have some sort of marketing campaign that was like, uh, I can't even think of a really good example, but games are pretty good here if you like 4K. Like, can you tell me more? Nope. That doesn't tell me anything. See this weird Xbox logo? Talking about games that are good? Like, what's that all about? I don't know. Let me just look that up and just just snowballs. That's a very bad ad. Xbox, please don't take that into account. And people listening, that's, that's not a real ad. But all it takes is just one person to talk about it. And you're one person times however other many people had the exact same issue when they get into their vehicle and they have Sirius XM radio. Well, didn't GTA do something similar? No, no, no. Well, I know Halo did, of like a negative equals positive kind of thing. Okay, they, you'll, when you'll Halo... have to introduce that to me because I'm not aware of this. This what was campaign. it? Halo One? No, it was Halo Two. Yeah, Halo Two was rated M on purpose. Yeah, I remember. Okay, it's all it's all flooding back to me now. Halo Two. Yeah. Was rated M 
specifically because they wanted it rated M because they thought it would sell better, and it did. It wasn't for the fact of like, oh, well, we could, I guess we could like tone down the alien blood or something. No, no, no. They specifically toned it up to get the M rating because they knew it would market better to people. Even though, you know, especially back then, you're talking like, what, 2006? Yeah. Yeah, back then, that was when like, like when you saw an M rated game, you're like, ooh, this is an M rated game. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wouldn't be 2005. It would be like 2002. Anyway, I was going to say 2003. Yeah, 2003. Anyway, anyway, that's besides the point. Neither here nor there. I get your point. But yeah, the point is is that they did the same thing of like, look, here's this M-rated title and people are like, oh, M-rated, it's so bad. Yeah. But it sold like gangbusters. It's like Leisure Suit Larry. (laughs) (laughs) It did sell. And then, I swear, GTA did the same thing. Like, I think that's more of a rumor is the the whole... uh, hot coffee incident with uh, GTA. Are you familiar with that one? No, I'm not. So in, when Grand Theft Auto San Andreas first released on I think console and PC both released at the same time, there was a file on the disc that if you had a mod specifically for PC you couldn't do this on console mm-hmm. but if you had a mod you can access the mod where you could have relations with uh, your date but okay. the thing was is like you could already do that in the game when it released you could already like and it would like you would walk, both walk into a house and then the camera would pan up and then all of a sudden it would switch to daytime you know from the nighttime you know go 12 hours would go by and it pan back down with you walking out yeah but in this mod you actually got to play like a a mini game oh and here's here's the thing is like I finally one day was like, okay, wh- like, what's so... There is nothing to this game. There is, like... There is n- no visibility of anything. Okay. You, your characters are fully clothed. Like, there's nothing to this thing, but it, people got up in arms about it to the point where the initial copies of GTA SA got switched to an actual AO rating. Now, for those that Whoa. don't know... Are you serious? Yeah. For those that don't know, AO is adults only. Yeah. AO That's is serious. not sold in retail stores, I think at all. Like, almost worldwide, it is not sold in retail stores. Those are very select titles that will be online only, and you have to get them for, through very specific means. Usually, they're very inappropriate titles. Sure. But, yeah, they, they switched it to an AO rating, and people, as far as I remember... The, the numbers for sales actually went up because everybody wanted to either buy the copies that had that file yeah. because they were like, ooh, this is a you know special copy it that scandal- has... It was scandalous. Yeah, a scandalous copy. I want I want this for my collection. Because yeah. um, they, they were like banned for a while. They had to like re-release the game without that file because the ESRB you know, brought the, brought the hammer down on them. Because of it, it was it was a mess. I think another good example of really bad, like PR, but it actually ended up being in their favor would be IHOP. What did they recently supposedly change their name from? International House of Pancakes. Oh yeah, International, International House, House of, of Burgers. Burgers. How many people actually thought that was real? 
99, 95% of people thought that was real. They didn't realize they were getting trolled by IHOP. There was no way that IHOP was ever going to change their actual name. I can't imagine they're exactly like hurting. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't keep up to date with the latest IHOP news. But no, I, <laughs> I, I will admit, I don't know the actual uh, stock ticketer trend of IHOP. But as we learned today through our, our day job, mindshare is key. And getting an idea across to people, whether it's negative or positive, just having that idea, obviously positive is going to be better, but just having an idea or having, um, having a brand be front and center in somebody's mindset where they can tell other people, do you hear about this IHOB, uh, uh, IHOB thing? That's so stupid. That's crazy. The, whether that is connected to them ever going to IHOP in the near future, you can't say it is or isn't. But it mm. does cause people to remember. And it does cause people to say, oh, there's an IHOP. Remember that stupid IHOP thing? Hey, yeah, let's go get some pancakes. <laughs> it's it's but one you're of... you're not wrong. You're, yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those things. And that's why I think that it's funny with the whole... Uh, vagueness of uh, famous people on the radio and and they could very clearly state I think Ellen had a show at one point um, you know Howard Stern I don't know if he's on there still or I, not Yeah, was, uh, after hearing all the ads yes I do very well know that he's still on there Yeah, <laughs> um, there, there's definitely a lot of famous people actors and, and other public speakers that would be considered famous people and I'm sure if 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 uh, you were to replay the whole ad for us, maybe they might, in the future, name at least one or two. But that's not the point. The point is to get you to talk about it. And that's it. And you know, we all fall into that trap. How many times have you seen a Japanese ad where it's like, "Why are there dancing pumpkins?" For this car company, <laughs> how does this have anything to do with it? I've never heard of this car company. Let me look at it. Ooh, this car company's kind of cool. Oh, and they have autonomous drivers. Da -da 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 Boom. You know about that car company now. Maybe not a lot. But, but it gets you talking about it. It gets you talking about it, and it's something to bring up at the next party. Did you see this freaking ad? Let me pull it up on YouTube. This thing's freaking hilarious. Done. I did it. I finally did it. You did what? It's been way too long, and I'm very upset with myself for taking this long, but I finally saw Solo. What? <laughs> what? I finally, hold on, hold on, hold on, I hold on. I finally okay, saw For Solo. those of you who don't know, he just saw the movie. <laughs> like, I have been telling him, like, we need to talk about this movie forever. And I he's told just like, you. oh, yeah, I don't have time. And I'm like... Make time. We need to talk about this. This guy has been this trying came to out last year. Last not year? last no. year. No, it came out forever. It, came out, it no. basically came out. It last came year. out in what April, May. It came out basically last year. It came out in the worst opportune time because there were so many other movies going on. Plus, we had so many different projects How during you the day. Pass up a Star Wars movie. I passed up a lot, dude. I I only recently saw Black Panther. I only recently saw. Infinity War, I only recently saw... What's the other one? Deadpool 2? I mean, as a nerd fan, I am a bad nerd fan. 
Dude, so, those are like, because I'm not a moviegoer. Yeah. I'm not. Like, a buddy of mine, a mutual buddy of ours, he's a huge moviegoer. He's got the movie pass, whole nine yards. I'm not a movie person. And, like, all those movies you just listed, I've actually seen. Like, you know you're doing bad when you're falling behind me. Okay, so now I'm caught up. Okay. Let's, so, okay, let's, I, let's talk let's about talk. this. Let's Now, obviously, I've, spoilers ahead. Spoilers for those ahead. Of you who haven't seen Solo, I cannot believe we're actually talking about this. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Tony didn't tell me that we were going to talk about this. Which is why I was like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just gonna, when I see you in person and when we hit record, this is what's going down. This is crazy. Anyway, you yeah, should, spoilers oh, ahead. Listeners, you should see what the is, okay. smile on his face. <laughs> okay. Anyway, to business. Yeah. What would you think? At first, I was not into it. The first couple of scenes, I was like, ah, this is basically... Baby Driver set in a galaxy far, far away. A long time ago, a galaxy far, far away. Okay. Um, I think what really started to kind of draw me in is when he finally gets into the Imperial Army as, as infantry and mm-hmm. he meets Woody Harrelson's uh, character. And I, I love Harrelson as, as an actor and... I could start to see the Han-esque kinds of mannerisms, his speech patterns, Mm -hmm. and I could see like a young Han growing into this scoundrel. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, this guy's got it down pat. And then all the other things that happen with Lindonis... And the girl that he comes that that he's in love with, and she turns out to be kind of a slave of sorts, or or a lieutenant, but kind of is also very, a slave. Like, indoctrinated kind of very Stockholm very syndrome. Stockholm syndrome kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> I love the ships. I love the yacht. The yacht is <laughs> so cool. That is it's, so cool. It was very cool to see more of the, the like the upper class kind of thing that like we'd seen in uh, episodes one through three. Well, no, no, no uh, episode six or it's six, seven, eight, seven, 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 where where you know they took the ship and they went down and they went and saw like the gambling, the casino. Oh, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're yeah. right. Yeah. They saw that upper yeah. class. Kind of like not, the, the upper, yeah. uh, the, and that was the, the, first, the space Monte Carlo, right. kind of. And that was, that was the first time we'd seen that, and it was kind of jarring of yeah. like, we're used to this like outlaw, kind of like more... Dirty. Yeah, dirty. Gritty. Yeah, gritty. It's a Western, but it's actually an opera, but it's space actually opera. space. Yeah, it's, yeah. But now we're seeing like, no, no, no. There's a lower class, but also there's like a way high class, and this was more of that like way high class. Yeah, you know, we got drinks, we got this gorgeous place. You know, it's very, very Star Warsy, but very high class, very austere Star Warsy, very Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I love the yacht because you know he's he's like, where's the ship? And he points over yonder, and you first only see like mountain, the mountain range. But then you see one of the mountains kind of move. You're like, what the heck is that? And it's like, why? how is that a ship? I thought ships were like horizontal. That's vertical. Yeah. That is a vertical ship with no nose, no tail, just kind of a moving skyscraper. That goes from place to place. Apparently it does. Yep. 
and we just kind of buy into it, and then, like you say, you go in there, and there's, you know, there, there's all that ostentatious kind of um, high class atmosphere. I I was I was not impressed at first, and it really was the journey of uh, of Han Solo. Uh, I think the first thing that I did not like was the forced comedy. The, the the first thing of uh, the first instance of forced comedy for me was when that droid was saying, "Hey, you can't come in here." And when he says that, that vehicle hits him, his head falls off, and he says, "Here," you know. And it's like the the delayed reaction. I was like, "You don't need to do that." But what kind of drew me back in was the subtle comedy of what's your name, Han? What's your last name? I don't have one. By yourself. Solo. And I was like, that's all it was? <laughs> that's perfect! It's also, it, it, is, it is really awesome that, like, he... Who's your people? Oh, I don't have people. Oh, that's right, yeah, who's your yeah, people? who's Thank your people? You. I don't have people. And he's like, okay, well, your last name's... It's, it's crazy to think, like, an Imperial gave him his last name. Well, yeah, I mean... But but yeah. it, like in terms of the beginning of the movie, there's a mo- there's a scene that I didn't like. I didn't mind the scene that you're talking about. It didn't kind of phase me. Like it was like I always look at that that humor as like a good movie. In my opinion, will have different levels of humor. Like that one's an easy get humor, yeah. right? For low low hanging fruit, low hanging fruit people. Sure. For people who don't get it, jokes, you know, maybe throughout the whole series or something like that. The whole. Uh, um, I've got a bad feeling about this. It's great Maybe for someone kids. Who, yeah, it's great for kids who aren't going to notice those things. They're going to see that and they're going to laugh. Yeah. Awesome. As long as there's not too much of that, right. I'm fine with it. It was just sprinkled. That's, yeah. That's, and that's, so that, the yeah. one that I didn't particularly like is when he stole the vehicle at the beginning and he throws the dice on the um, thing. And that part didn't kill me. It was the zoom in where they like did a shot of the dice kind of like settling that was where I was like, okay, I like I know we're like we had this big old hullabaloo on the last movie about his dice, and like everyone's like, oh, well, where's the dice? Da, da 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 da. But be a little more subtle. Like don't don't you know shove it in people's faces. Look, he has the dice. It's the thing. Like be more <laughs> subtle. Like have him jump in the car and just like throw him up there. Like fine, have him throw him up there, but don't call it out. Just have people be like, wait a second, he threw his dice up there like that. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Don't shove it in our faces. That w- that felt very forced. It's like remember. Yeah, re- yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, like he's got to look at the camera. Remember, <laughs> Deadpool fourth wall breaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 scene for like, yeah, it's kind of low hanging fruit, but I I really enjoyed it. it. Was um in the beginning when he's like, I've got a thermal detonator, and he pulls out a rock. The rock and goes. goes yeah, <laughs> and he's like, you, you just made a quick noise with your mouth. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> like, that, that, that was, was <laughs> but that was Han kind of humor, though. Yes, that's the thing. Like, it, yeah, right. It's low hanging fruit, but we've come to know that that's kind of how he gets out of situations. Yes, <laughs> just kind of like BSs until something happens. If you remember episode four, it's like is. It's like, what's going on up there? It's like, no, we're fine, we're fine, we're, we're fine okay, over here. Uh, how are you? Like, that is so Han. Like, so to be like, I'm a detonator, sure, why not? <laughs> it was great. No, I, I, I definitely recommend, and I, I do wish that I, that I saw it in theaters. I, I would say toward the end, um, because you know, obviously, uh, 
there's going to be, you know, this is between episode three and four, right? right? So you know, there, there's there's no like ending in the sense that Han has defeated the elitist and he's defeated the empire. That's not going to happen. Um, I do kind of like how they explained the Kessel Run. Yes, they finally kind of like. And put what it I love, no one cares. Nope. Like, remember, he's at the end. He's like, "I just did it in twelve parsecs." Okay, yeah, we get that. No, no one <laughs> cared. But in like in episode four in the bar, like, you've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? This thing did the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs, and, and that's when like, is that good? <laughs> So it's it's one of those things. That he's like, this is the one thing that I can say that I've done, <laughs> and nobody, and no cares. one freaking cares. Nobody cares. You know, I, I had, I remember having a book, like one of those. Uh, you remember the the huge like oversized books that had like the Star Wars ships, and they had them like disassembled. The yeah, the blueprint yeah, books. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. And I it had talked. One of those. To, I remember specifically it talked about like the Kessel Run and explained it as in. It, the Kessel Run was like a some like smuggler. planet or something, a smuggler's run yeah. that went by a black hole. Right. But from A to B, the closer to the actual black hole that you could be without being sucked in would save you time instead of having to like divvy go all outwards. the way around, yeah, go right. around and make sure you weren't in that gravitational pull. Right. And to zip through without getting sucked in and go straight through, mm-hmm. like would save you time and money right mm-hmm. yeah and so that always bugged me when people were like in Kessel Run it's it's uh, time not, or, or like you know time not distance not distance or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah what no isn't it distance it's distance whichever right? it is it well, yeah but it, but it was the point of the point of the matter is, it doesn't like, matter yeah, like they, did they went it and said yeah they how could you save that and it's like no no, no but it makes sense yeah because it was distance because people were like how could you save distance and it was like well because you you okay well it's the straight. hypotenuse of a triangle right the the shortest the shortest distance between two points is a straight line and if you're going along the angle of a triangle that's going to be more distance but if you go through via the kessel run that 12 parsec that's going to be shorter than going i don't know 20 parsecs so it's it, it's it's a lot quicker yeah. to go that to go that way yeah. is it quicker in time too Yes, but they yeah. measured it in parsecs. So whatever, that's what we're whatever is distance. Or whatever time, it the is, the point is, is that it was saved in in. I don't know if that was canon or whatever. But the point is, I was I never understood why so many people got up in arms about it when there was an explanation, kind of just sitting there, just like not talked about. But this put it all to bed. Mm-hmm. This put it all to bed of like no no no. There's this big old tunnel thing, and like there's a star destroyer that that amazing shot that like. Even for me, like staring at it, it took me a second to like see the to star see destroyer it through, through like the fog, yeah, or it, the mist, it was, or like, it was there, like yeah. the whole time it was there. But like your eyes had to like kind of like wait a second. There's something there, and like your your eyes kind of like realize the object, and you're like, oh jeez, that's a star destroyer, and it's like the whole tunnel. And then the another you know low hanging fruit, but actually really funny. It's like maybe they don't see us. It's like. <laughs> All of the TIE Fighters come out. All of them come out. Nope, they see us. The other thing that I I, I liked, again, like these Star Wars story stories, they are answering questions that we don't necessarily need to have answered, but sometimes it's like, 
sometimes it's like I don't need you to explain that, like Metachlorians. I didn't, I didn't need you to explain that. Mm-hmm. But there are other things that are like, I would kind of like to know how Han and Han was able to win the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. He basically cheated a cheater. Uh, I would like to know how he met Chewie and how he, Chewie owed him a life debt. What was that life debt? Oh, now we know. And I would like to know what that gap in the middle of the Millennium Falcon is. Oh, that was the, the uh, pod. where the, the escape pod was, escape pod. <laughs> and it's not there anymore. They never fixed the, the escape pod. They just <laughs> left it open. Okay. Because when I first saw the Millennium Falcon, I was like, okay, there's something wrong there. And then when they jettisoned the, the escape pod, I was like, oh, I get it now. And I, I was... Wasn't I, the... Correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the escape pod was retrofitted by... Lando. 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 Well, it was retrofitted by Lando, but, like, the Millennium Falcon, the actual, like, model is mainly for hauling. Like, the the two, the, the, not V-shape, but, like, the little negative space Mm -hmm. is meant to connect to a larger vessel and then move said larger vessel wherever you need to take it. Like a tugboat? Uh, More like like a trucker kind of thing. And that, that was a big joke when uh, Five came out. Is it was like, oh, haha, the like, not not joke, but the, it was the realization of the community of like, oh, Han's been rolling around in like the front part of a semi truck equivalent in space, and it's like the fastest vehicle ever. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah. But so that that's one question I don't have answered is like, is the original model with the escape pod? Is that like an option? Like, whatever. Anyway, point is, is that it did kind of show that of like the, the jettison <laughs> to like distract. What was it? The, the space creature thing, right? The, yep. The thing with the big eye. Yeah. Yeah. That was an amazing scene. No, no, it, it really was. So without spoiling it too more, too, too well, much we're, more. we're already deep, deep in soil. We don't have to worry about spoilers. Uh, okay. Well, I, I would, I would say, um, Let's talk further about the end, though. Like we're talking. Like, I was, I was gonna okay. get to that. I was definitely, I was gonna get to that. So, the Marauders. First off, I thought of Destiny right away. Oh my gosh! Everyone, everyone that has played Destiny I was in like, my team and everything. Our are those team, warlocks or 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 whatever the other guys? Is what you're Van, thinking? Yeah, of. thank Vandals you. And dra- yeah, I was like, Vandals. what is going they on here? They look like Vandals and Dregs. They like straight up like. Look, the worst part was is that first they hit. Then they made like a weird noise, and you're like, okay. And then they pulled out that like electric blade thing, and I'm like, yes, it's destiny, it's a destiny, it's destiny in Star Wars. <laughs> Clearly, I'm, I'm sure some guy at Bungie is like, hello. Yeah, like, does no one else see this? <laughs> I wasn't even mad. There it was, it, they're really cool characters, obviously. Um, yeah, the the Marauders really cool that they turned out to be actually the good guys. They turned out to be the rebellion. Yeah, they they were the real like crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely very interesting to see kind of the birthplace of some of the things that we have gone through many many years of just loving for what they are without necessarily needing an explanation, but the way that they explained it wasn't forced. They mm-hmm. made sense, and we have now accepted some of them as canon. Is the movie perfect? Not at all. Well, no movie is perfect. There, are, there are obvious, there's going to be plot holes, and I'm telling the listeners right now this 
Because as much as we evangelize this movie, and we've talked about other movies in the past, that if you go deep into the internet enough, you're obviously going to find people who are not fans of those movies, like Deadpool 2 or the other Star Wars. I know you and I were big fans of 8. You saw the petition. There's a lot of people who don't like Star Wars 8. But you and I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm. So, yes, there's there's going to be some issues with it. Um, and that weird kind of love connection between Lando and his and his droid robot I thought was <laughs> I thought was perfect. I sure it's weird, but just the kind of character that they gave that droid was just oh it was wonderful. Yeah. It was no, so I, good. The only thing that I'm like kinda sad about is Especially with the ending, there's obviously going to be another movie, right? A solo two, a duo, if you... If you... Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, that's the podcast, guys. There. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, but there, there's obviously going to be another episode, right? And we can talk about that in a second. But I wish they'd kept their, that character around for a little longer because that character was awesome. Yeah. No, but she... anyway, like they, they, it did once again tie up loose ends of... Okay, why does the character have like why? Sorry, why does the ship have character to it? Why does uh, he call it a she? And obviously, you know, people call ships and vehicles and all sorts of stuff like she and he and blah blah blah. But she's part of the ship. Yeah, now. she is part of the ship. Yeah, that they, is. They put her. They put her what memory core of of the of the maps of, of everything of, of everything they, in into the ship. Yeah, they were able to integrate her into the ship. So she was, she's all she's always there. Yeah, that's that's really. Yeah, no. It once again it ties up loose ends. Well, not only ties up loose ends, man. That's that's kind of beautiful. Yeah, you know, because because if you think about it, these these characters in Star Wars are also surrounded by droids, and all the droids have their own like use cases. You could argue integrating all the droids just kind of into the ship. Like, why do you need it? You know, running around doing droidy things, you could just have it integrated into the ship some way that would be beneficial and a lot more efficient. But you don't, obviously, because it's part of the movie and it's part of the lore and everything. But when you get one droid that that you have that connection to, and she also has, say, I call it a she, she she has use for navigation. There's no longer a reason not to ever keep her around if you have an engineer or the know-how, and they did, and that's 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 wonderful, and that's why Han, I think that's why Han also took that much more care of her and cared about her, as as much as he did, even though he did lose her in Episode <coughs> Seven at the, at the beginning. Well, and also like that ship did not look great when we got to four. No. No, it didn't. <laughs> that ship yeah. was a little worse for wear. That's it, it definitely the. There was a honeymoon phase, and by episode four, it had kind of worn off. Oh yeah, especially. Now, um, if we if, we gotta we gotta keep going on the movie though. But like when we get towards the end, the double double cross. Yeah, dude, dude, that was crazy. I wasn't oh, expecting these are fake. No, no, those are the real ones. Like, no, no, no. I don't know how you made them look like this, 
but these aren't these aren't real. Yeah, these are these are very impressive fakes. Fakes, yeah. And like even Han like holding it like whoa whoa whoa, whoa I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, m- mind you, we're talking about basically like raw energy uh, that would power star destroyers and right. costed millions and millions upon millions of credits worth. So these were very valuable um, tubes of energy. We'll just say. And um, Han double-crossed Harrelson's character because Harrelson thought that he was giving him fake ones. And long story short, there were the real ones, but there was an ambush. And it was just, as a viewer, it's, it was very uh, refreshing. And it, 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 was, it was very, like, very Han yeah. to do that. Yeah, taking taking what somebody says to heart and then turning it around on them, that kind of thing. Like very like he hasn't done that in the past per se, but like uh-huh. it did feel a lot like him. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really well done. I didn't actually expect it. I was I didn't expect yeah, it either. I, I was like I was thinking it was going to be follow the typical like oh I know you're faking me out, and then they have to like solve that sure. situation where they've been found out about the double cross but no 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 they actually double double like it was oh, great they double double cross great and he threw it back into Harrelson's face I actually did listen to you yeah and I don't trust you <laughs> or something along those lines and yeah that was no it was it was great um it was like when you, when you... he killed him I wasn't expecting that really like you were expecting him to spare him but the, kind of he didn't but like that was the thing is that it was the the western moment of the movie right they you're were, right you got the two gunslingers both with their hands on their hips mm-hmm. and <laughs> to use an old phrase Han shot first because he did pull like pull his gun a little bit or did it no did he he put his hand on the trigger while the gun was still in the holster and then Han's like, no, F that, boom. So he didn't pull, uh, uh, Harrelson did not pull his blaster out at all. He just kind of subtly put his hand on his blaster, on his six-shooter, if you will, getting it ready, still kind of talking. Right, and before, right, right, right. Before he, he was... could finish his sentence, Han's like, nope. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not doing. I'm not with doing this. this. I'm not doing this. Well, he did also say, like, when he went down, Han ran over to you know do the do the death scene or whatever yeah. you want to call it's it. It's a good thing you and shot me. Yeah, I was it, yeah. Shoot he you. says he he literally says that you did the right thing. You did the right thing. Yeah. yeah. And while it you know it it leads to the other idea that you know Han is no longer you know the. Um, the uh the, the the he's not a bad guy, he's not a good guy, he's not free of guilt anymore, but he's showing us that he has to do what he has to do mm-hmm. because he's got nothing else. He's not going with the girl. Right, because at that moment the effed off. Yeah, girl the girl took off with the whole Screw ship. Screw her and her big weird vertical yacht ship. <laughs> I hate her. The sad thing is, is he, she didn't leave him with anything, did she? She didn't leave him with like the, the vials or like any of the trinkets or anything. So like, this whole job he loses, 
like two of the companions. Yeah, no, and she she, she screwed him with everything. She screwed him. Hey, and it was it's it, she definitely in that Stockholm kind of uh, mentality. She learned from that atmosphere that well, it's either you or me. And quite honestly, I'm more important than you. I know mm-hmm. we had a history, and I liked what we were about to do before we got interrupted. But I gotta go take care of mine. Yeah. So bye bye, <laughs> or as uh, or as everyone on the internet would say, bye Felicia. <laughs> so she effed off. She did her own thing, and Han shot first, killed that guy. Uh, but now we got to talk about the best scene. And for for approximately five seconds, the worst scene. Darth Maul returns. Darth Maul is alive. We already knew that, though. Well, it, for the people who've actually watched Star Wars Rebels. No, Clone Wars. Uh, Star, okay, Star Wars Clone Wars. Yeah. And then Star Wars Rebels. Rebels. But those are like offshoot series that not everyone's seen, and people got really mad for a while of like, no, he's not alive. This is he got cut in half. For those All of right. you who don't know, when he got cut in half, the, there's, a, there's a, a min, in episode one he got cut in half. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> he he, uh, he fell down this uh, well, garbage chute. It was a garbage chute, right? We'll, we'll call it a well because it sounds funnier. <laughs> he fell down the well. <laughs> also known as a garbage chute. It sounds funnier. And we in, thought he died. Yeah, we thought he died. We but thought in he died. Star Wars Clone Wars, not not the movie. No. But the animated series on Cartoon Network. Um, yeah, on Cartoon Network, he lives. Yeah. Through his pure hatred of Obi Wan, he lives. He has spider legs. And yeah, he he ends up you know fighting through it, eating garbage to survive. He's given spider legs in order to be able to walk again. Um, he ends up getting, I think, bigger regular legs. Yeah, he, the get, more, he gets regular yeah. legs, and he is, like, mad. He's, oh, yeah, well, he's, he's, he's out for blood, yeah. He's so he insane. shows up in the movie talking to the lady that just ditched Han. Right. She's um, the bo- uh, he's the boss. Yeah, he's the Behind boss. Behind all he's of that. Everything. everything. Yeah. So, to your point, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, we kind of need to follow up from there. Hello, so maybe not a Han Solo um, 2, if you will. So you, you think the story between Han and uh, the, that whole situation, the girl, Han, and... While another another um, Chewie? Not Chewie. What? I'm just saying, while another uh, you know follow-up with that might be interesting, I think at that point it would be kind of... Just splitting hairs and just making a sequel for sequel's sake. We don't need, I don't think we necessarily need that. So, you think the story between Han and Maul are done? No. I think the story between how Maul kind of helps further the Empire, whether it's visible or not, and you're, you're maybe changing the narrative to that. Obi-Wan Kenobi is a terrible person. He, he did this to me. Like, you, you change it just like how Star Wars Battlefront changed the narrative for a little bit, where you kind of saw the Empire being the good guy, 
and the rebels being the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying there would be an origin story for Maul. I'm saying if we're talking origin stories as we've kind of had, maybe there will be some sort of Maul and Boba Fett origin story. Boba Fett comes in... Um, yes, he comes in episode 5, but if we're splitting hairs, he came in the, the holiday episode uh, in the cartoon, which was right after episode 4. So he is kind of in and around... And one could argue, well, you know, uh, before episode four, he must have had some sort of notoriety. Maybe he got, maybe he got that from from working with Maul. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying because we hear, we hear, we hear that there's a dar- uh, a um, a Boba Fett origin movie coming out. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. <sighs> so, if that. If, if that is going to be a continuation from... I mean, can you imagine the opening sequence of, of, of the, the Boba Fett movie? Darth Maul is actually talking to the hologram of the girl. You see the girl hologram shuts off the hologram. He turns around and looks at Boba Fett and says, So do you hear that, Boba Fett? I did. <laughs> or something like that. Like I, I, want, I want an origin story of like, because I there was a a book, I can't remember what book, but like there was a book of from the moment uh, Jango Fett was decapitated, yes, for the next like twenty years, ish. That was the book, and it was an amazing book. And they kind of incorporated that into Clone Wars. Did they? I, I actually haven't seen okay. like almost any of it. So, I saw a lot of the uh, when they first were testing the show, the five uh, minute episodes. Yeah, no. So in in the full length episodes, uh, you learn more about Boba. You also learn about why he became a bounty hunter. He basically got kidnapped by these bounty hunters, and they they kind of take him under their wing. And Bosk is there. I mean, pretty much everyone that you know as bounty hunters are part of this bounty hunter gang. Mm-hmm. He grows up, wears the Mandalorian armor as as a uh, homage to his father, uh, bada bing, bada boom, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the other reason why I'm like, I don't think you need an origin story because we just kind of already did one through the cartoons. Mm-hmm. It is a great cartoon. Go watch it. So we don't necessarily need, need an origin story, but if we are going to have one, this might be an interesting connection if we're trying to connect all the main all the main characters that we know. Mm-hmm. It might be a stretch, though. But I think we're off in the weeds, though. Back to, you know, him being there. Mm. The one scene I will say that was very unnecessary—the five seconds that I was like, "Yes, stop," is when he pulled in his lightsaber and turned it on. If you remember. When he's talking to her, he, like, rises up, he stands up or whatever, and he force pulls his lightsaber into his hands and activates it and holds it in front of his face, kind of off to the side a little bit, and, like, talks for a second and then shuts it off. What are you accomplishing there? There is nothing you've done. It'd be like, like, think of that in reality, though. Like, ooh, look, I have a sword. You're on a video call. What are you going to do with that sword, bud? <laughs> like, okay, you got the force and everything, but what are you doing with that sword? Yeah. It's not threatening. 
Ooh, you can cut your camera in half. Ooh, I'm scared. <laughs> I really feel like that was needed because there is yet to be a Star Wars movie without any sort of lightsaber. All the movies That's true. Has, have you, always had a lightsaber. Even Rogue One, yeah. Yeah, and oh, don't get me wrong, the Rogue One scene best lightsaber scene in probably almost any Star Wars movie goodness gracious best but so unnecessary you had a moment to where you could say like this is the first Star Wars movie with no lightsabers and it would have been fine it was so unnecessary to be like look I got a lights look look I got a new lightsaber he cut mine in half and I got a new one it's cool though it, good don't scene. get me wrong it's cool but like, what Back so back 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 to this movie though back back to this movie. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't take it like that. I think I I took it as, you know, he is showing, in his underling. The physical power that he has, in addition to the metaphys- metaphysical power of being able to you know, control the force. Mm-hmm. Um. It's kind of like any other gangster movie where you're not doing any, you know, you're talking to the big boss. The big boss is like, you know, you really better do what I'm asking you to do. And they just pull out their magnum and they're just kind of looking at it because it would, you know, this it would be in your, your best interest to, to, to do my bidding, to, to make this happen. I'm just looking at my gun, though. Don't worry about what I'm doing. He basically was like, I'm just making sure the uh, the batteries are charged in here. <laughs> but you know what this can do, right? You know what this can do? Okay, good to know. I think Turn with, it off. with the knowledge of him being so angry at uh, Obi-Wan. the world, Obi-Wan, or, yeah, yeah. everything, I think it would have been better if he had grabbed the lightsaber and just like cut something in half. Like whether it was just like some sort of totem next to him or a droid or a guard or whatever, it would have been better if he had at least done something with the sword, just out of anger. Mm, I don't know, know, Kylo Ren did that in well, his... Okay, not that much. Just just a little, like, something. Yeah. Not not Kylo Ren status, actual rage. Yeah. But he is towards that, right? He's in that, like... I mean, he's obviously towards that. He he is so mad, it kept him alive. Like, how mad yeah. you gotta you be? You gotta be pretty you... mad to be kept alive for, for that, eating garbage and all. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very happy that I finally saw it. And it's I, amazing. It's right? amazing. Yeah. No, you were right. I was I was wrong not to see it in theaters. So if you're out there and you're like me and you waited for whatever reason, go see it. Go download it through movies anywhere. Whatever you need to do, it is worth your time. Definitely. All right, guys. Um, this is. This is awesome, dude. Yeah. I'm, I am really happy that we actually did this. The podcast, um, well, this is kind of after the fact. Uh, it's coming out a little bit later than expected, so Which sorry about that. Which will already be in the past for your for listening. For you, but so. it is in the future for us. But, um, but you're listening, you've, you've made it through the whole episode You've made it through the now, whole episode. So you enjoy, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully yourself. you enjoyed it. Please, please, please um, make sure if you're on iTunes, throw, throw a review on there just like Max did. Uh, appreciate it, man. Uh, really, really uh, uh, does help us a little bit here and there. F- Quentin, how can people follow you online? 
on Instagram, Xbox, and Twitter at Firewall. You guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. The best way, honestly, just go to the links in the podcast description below, to the left, to the right, however your podcast catcher works. You can follow both of us on Twitter under at Still Recording. And this is Fire and Tony from Vegas, guys, signing off. Thank you very much. Bye, guys.